Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson, CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services, and my passion is creating success in people by sharing my experiences in real estate, entrepreneurship, and community involvement. My partner, Heather Warmbrod, and I will be hearing from expert leaders in these spaces and giving you practical advice to help you accelerate your business. So pull up a seat because we are about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Today's show is going to be so much fun because we have a superstar in the Nashville real estate industry, Miss Wendy Monday. Welcome, Wendy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. About We're this. super yeah. excited to have you because we have so many questions for you because we watch your business and we love how you run your business. And you're just, you've been in the business so long and have seen a lot of things. So I'm just going to toss the, the ball to you and first just give us a little snippet about yourself. Okay. And then we'll start peppering you with questions. All right. Yay. Well, um, my name is Wendy Monday. I, um, my husband and I live in Germantown. My husband, JT, we have a 14 month old son named Wolf. Oh, um, I didn't know that was his name. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. W-U-L-F. Um, Love it. Wolf. And so I, I got into motherhood a little later in life. I was 46 when he was born. So never, I would have never guessed you were over 38 never, years old. <laughs> never, never think that your clock like is, you know, a constraint. Apparently you can do it anytime. Yeah. Um, I think my ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, got my license in 2008. I always say a very inauspicious year to get your real estate license, but if you could do it then, you can do it anytime. I absolutely love real estate. I have a real true passion for the business. I enjoy it. I personally enjoy buying and investing in real estate, and I enjoy watching people do smart things with their money and helping them be strategic and to make sure that that real estate purchase is something that that's going to work for them because it's a great way to build your, your own wealth and, you know, generational wealth to pass on. What did you do before? I was the director of marketing at the Governor's Club. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I did that from 2001 to 2007. And before that, I sold golf memberships at Temple Hills Club. Oh, my mm. word. I had no idea. Yeah. My first job in Nashville, I actually answered phones at the Nashville scene. Wow. Mm -hmm. I graduated from UT on a Friday. I moved on Saturday and I started answering phones at the scene on Monday. Where are you from originally? I'm from Crossville. Okay. So the whole, my whole trajectory has been on I-40. Yes. I started in Crossville. <laughs> I went east to Knoxville for UT and then I came to Nashville. Um, so I always say I've, I've lived in Tennessee my whole life, except for one year off for bad behavior. I, I moved to Amsterdam in 2016. Well, and I loved when you did that and we'll get to that because that was one of the things I want to talk about. So, what prompted you to go in, to get your license? I think I had worked at the Governor's Club through the big run-up, 2001 mm -hmm. 2007. I was the director of marketing there, so I oversaw a lot of the residential sales. And in 2007, Shirley Zeitlin, who they had all the on-site listings at the time, she asked me to come and start their new construction division. So that's what I did in 2007. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I forgot yeah. all about that piece of your history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I went to Zeitlin. Shirley Zeitlin is a phenomenal yeah. uh, businesswoman. It was a, a real honor to even be like, it, it, to even sit in a meeting with her. Sure. She was just, an, a, a, she is just an amazing businesswoman. So I did that. And of course, like right about the time the market teeter tottered and then kind of 
Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Took a little, little <laughs> nap. Took a nap for three um, years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what I was doing was, was trying to build a, a new construction division of a, a real estate company and get my license and learn how to, to really sell real estate, like boots on the ground stuff, instead of just being the marketing, kind of being, you know, remove one removed. Well, you and Heather have a lot in common then. <laughs> yeah. This explains why I love all of your marketing so much. Everything you do from Instagram to your website, it is beautiful. I got in the business in 2017 and I have watched your marketing since then. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. That's a, it, you know, it's one of those things that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday and this morning I spent like, like, like fiddling around with my website just, and I really like doing it. Yeah. Yeah. She me does too. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's something you can control. It is. It's nice, isn't it's it? It's nice. Yeah. It's you can't nice. control a real estate transaction. Right. <laughs> you can absolutely shepherd it along and you can try and anticipate everything mm-hmm. that might go wrong. You might, you know, do everything you can, but it's, but your website, you know, you, you move a little something or you make the font bigger, or you yeah. make it smaller. And you satisfying. control that. It is. Yes. Very yes. satisfying. Yeah. Oh, you too. <laughs> That's the beauty of real estate. We all bring different gifts mm-hmm. to the business mm-hmm. and you focus on your strengths and let somebody else do what you don't love. Yeah. Uh, once you can get to that. And when you're starting out, you know, you're all of your balls are up in the air and you're trying to do everything because you haven't gotten to that level where you can, you know, delegate out or hire somebody to do something that you're not that's not necessarily your strength. So I love hearing you guys talk about yeah. that. And I do love both of your marketing. When Heather first started working with us at the Wilson Group, I mean, I was just like, this is amazing. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. And then, <laughs> and then we do talk about your marketing a lot yes. too. So yeah. that's kind of fun. All right. So you got into it and then you just took off. Yeah. So, you know, it was one of those things where I I kind of got the opportunity to baby step into a little bit, having been on the other side for, you know, six, seven years of just doing the marketing and then jumping in to, you know, actually selling real estate, but having a little bit of a safety net because I was also like working for the company that I was at. Whereas obviously most realtors are independent contractors and yeah. you, you aren't getting any sort of stipend or salary or sure benefits. You're just out on your own. So during those really lean times, I did have, you know, a little bit of a safety net because I also was doing some work for the company. Nice. Nice. So then you, you stay in the business and we'll get to you leaving the country. Mm-hmm. What prompted that? I've always loved that you did that. I love to travel mm-hmm. and, and I was single. I've, uh, my husband and I got married in, in 2019. So I went to Amsterdam in, I think it was Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving of, of 2015, 2014. I'm sorry. And I just loved it. It's just a beautiful city and of everywhere I'd ever been. That was the only place I thought I would really like to move here. And I met some friends of friends who live there. And I remember thinking, well, if they can do that, and they were American. I was like, if they can do this, they don't, they don't really seem any smarter than I am. Yeah. Like I, I can yeah. figure out how to live here too. So I spent all of 2015 setting up the ability to move to Amsterdam for the year for 2016. Okay. One of my sayings is you can do anything with a plan. Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe that. Yep. You, you know, given time and dedication, you can do anything with a plan. So I made a plan and I spent all of 2015 bringing on a partner to help me. So it could do the boots on the ground stuff because I still sold real estate in Nashville while I lived there. And getting my visa and doing all the things I needed to do in order to move over there. So how, I know the biggest question everyone has who is listening to this, how in the world did you sell real estate while you lived in another country? That's a fair question. Uh, Another country, an ocean away, and, you know, 
a significant time yeah, difference. Time zone. <laughs> um, I brought on a partner and she had just gotten her license, Men and Asifa. She did all the boots on the ground stuff and I did everything else, which honestly, there is a lot of everything else when it comes to For real sure, estate. In fact, right. the lion's share of it is everything else. Yeah. It's negotiation, it's strategy, it's processing the contract, it's having contacts in the industry. It's just all of the, the nuts and bolts that go along with the, the transaction that isn't opening the door, showing you the house, mm-hmm. you know, walking through with you to declutter your listing, those mm-hmm, sorts of mm-hmm. things. So it really worked out well. And I was not at all, I wasn't at all behind the scenes about it. I was very transparent and very upfront with my clients. I had a going away party for myself before I left, invited all my <laughs> clients and gave everybody Stroop waffles. Oh, I love said, waffles. <laughs> and said, you know, I'm moving to Amsterdam, but you can still call me for your real estate needs. I'm still going to be accessible. Like, my, my phone worked, my email worked, everything yeah. worked. So it happened that the first weekend I was there, someone called me and said, hey, I just went to an open house and there were 20 people there and they said they've got a few offers, but will you help me write an offer? And I thought, oh, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right they, away. They believed right me. Away. They believed I would, you. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, I was, you know, I worked while I was there. Yeah. yeah. I did. That's cool. So did you have any clients who were like, oh, no, I need you here? Not that, did, that not that told me that. Yeah. Honestly, I'm sure I lost business. I mean, I'm sure that I did less business than I would have if I'd have been here. But you did enough. But I did plenty. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. still, I, I was at Parks at the time and mm-hmm. I did, I was in the top 50 for that year. Mm-hmm. I remember at that time, Etzel Charles, mm-hmm. he had come to talk to us. It was early 2016 to mid 2016, let's say. And he's predicting the next dip in the market, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, it's probably going to be somewhere in 2022, is what he said. And he's like, and what it's going to feel like is right now, like 2016. And he said, who all feels like 2016 right now is a good market? And everyone's like, yeah, it's a good market. He's like, so this next dip is just going to feel like what 2016 feels like. Not even predicting the pandemic or the vortex yeah. of the market or anything. And and I think that's so accurate. I think 2016, 17, 18, those were such good years for us. Mm-hmm. And I think 2023 is just going to be that. I do too. I, you know? I absolutely. And I'm, I'm not a Pollyanna. I like to under promise and over deliver. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I, looking at it realistically, like people will still be moving. There's still plenty of industry. There's plenty of influx of companies moving here. It's going to be good. Yeah. You know, and, and I will be happy for it not to be 2021 or 2022, I, or the first half of 2022. It wasn't enjoyable and it didn't feel great to have to like push somebody through yeah. that buying process. Mm-hmm. It's such a huge deal. And it's nice now that people have the time again to consider their big purchase. Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, not only that, the time and the being able to talk about it, mm-hmm. being able to stop and ask you questions run a market analysis, all that stuff. Yeah. So Have it inspected. Have yeah. it inspected. <laughs> yeah. Have an appraisal. Yeah. Get a mortgage. Yeah. Whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. So let's flip to your marketing because your marketing is amazing. So one of the things, and, and you wrote me some of these questions on it takes time. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. It's easy to think to yourself, like, you know, you watch an HGTV show and like in a half hour, they like completely renovate a house and mm-hmm. you, we all know that there's right. no way that happened. <laughs> it's the same thing with, with any sort of marketing. You have to build up to that, right? So I, I actually wrote to you that last year I said, I want to do more videos. You know, it was 
a year for me to, I, I want to have more video. I want to have more reels at the time. I hated reels. Yeah. yeah. I've got to really flesh out my YouTube channel. I've had a YouTube channel since 2011. I've had 11 subscribers <laughs> almost as someone said to me, he's like, Oh, so you've gotten like a subscriber a decade. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really <laughs> racking them up. Yeah. Um, so last year I the tortoise in the hair. Yeah. <laughs> just keep plugging away. Don't go that slow, honestly. But I, I didn't have a TikTok account and I, rolled my eyes about it, but I decided last year in my business planning, I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do more video. I'm just going to do more video. And the only way to get better at something is to be bad at it first. Mm-hmm. So right, I just right. started doing them and cringed about it. Like what well, put them out there. And then eventually I just got better. So after a year of, after my plan, and then I enacted it last month, I had a YouTube video that went like bananas. I did a tour of a house at, on Valewood. It was a Craftsman residential house. And I have 180,000 views on it and all kinds of comments. And I got something like 800 new subscribers. And it really took off. I posted a TikTok uh, last week about uh, covering your husband. Covering I your watched hu- it yesterday. Okay. Covering yes. your husband. That thing has got 1.2 million views. It's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. I was like, what is this video? It has a million views. And I was like, oh. It's just covering your husband. It's just covering your husband. I think, honestly, the coat I wore in it was one of the things that, like, a lot of the comments were and about a hat. my coat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to watch that. But, yeah. But any, in any case, the, the moral of the story is I decided 12 months ago, and it just, after having plugged away at it, came to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. That those, you know, I'm getting the eyes on my videos. Mm-hmm. So how often do you post a video? Um, it depends in this coming year in 2023, I really want to get more regular with it. But I mean, like the one with the hose bib cover, I, I just said, honey, come out and video me doing this. And I did it like three times. And he said, can't really see your face because you're wearing that hat. And I was like, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. I knew the hat was going to be a, a big, <laughs> big draw. <laughs> it was cold outside. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I try and post one, one a week. Okay. But it just, it just depends. And yeah. has that translated into business? Can you quantify it coming back to you that way? Yeah, I do track where my business comes from. Mm-hmm. And the overwhelming majority comes from referrals. Yeah, mm-hmm. from for past sure. business. It's just my sphere. But you don't know how much of that comes to you because they keep seeing you. That's right. Sure. You it's know, yeah. supporting your brand. Everyone knows, you know, that used to, everyone used to know like nine realtors. Now everyone knows. I don't know, yeah, 25, 50, 60. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that it helps stay top of mind with even your sphere, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to quantify. Yeah. But probably out of my transactions here, I would probably say maybe 15 to 20% come straight from either Instagram or somebody's Googled me or something like that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. That's, yeah. that's really cool. And you've stayed true to yourself. I mean, like I know you, but yeah. just looking at your social media and looking at your TikToks, they don't make me cringe. I was like, wow, this is really good. Like I could actually see myself doing something similar. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I've seen other things, I'm like, I can't be something I'm not. Yeah. But you've really kind of taken this medium and made it work for you. Well, well thank you. It's really I, cool. I, I'm never going to like get hair and makeup done before I do one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. It's funny. One day I shot a whole bunch of them. And so I've got this black and white striped shirt on and like, 
a bunch of my videos and I've had that shirt and I know it since 2006 because I've got a picture of me in front of the Eiffel Tower in that shirt. And I thought, this is so French. I bought it at the Gap in like 2006 and I took yeah. it to Paris. And, and uh, That's so awesome. I had that shirt since 2006. I was like, man, I, if I'd known I was going to have that many videos shot, I might not have worn such a distinctive <laughs> shirt. Yeah. Well, I'd say social media does make you look at your wardrobe in it a different does. way. Yeah. I mean, I I've got this favorite, uh, this favorite dress. I love this dress. I'm going... I don't think it can show up another time. You know, it made too many appearances. Do you ever think, as a fellow realtors, do you ever think, I can't go to a meeting in the outfit that I have my headshot in because they're going to think, is this the only outfit? Is that one? Yeah. I'm like, well, that one's done. Yeah. It's on my card. Yeah. 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 When Wendy got here, she and I were talking about, you know, purging closets Mm -hmm. and decluttering and all that stuff. And my closet is on. I mean, I try to go through that like every six months. But I was in there the other day going, it is time to really do a full on purge and turnover. <laughs> Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create, and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 1761767. So, you're saying, which I love the saying, and I use it too, don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a great, that, that kind of translates into just my philosophy of life. Like you could do anything with a plan and there's things that take time. Real estate is invariably, almost invariably going to reward you for buying it and holding it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you will be able to dig up a lot of people who bought something 10 years ago and it's worth less. Yeah. If you do, that's going to be not Nashville, new, no, not Middle Tennessee. No, I don't think in the United States. No, I don't. Know? I don't think so either. So you know, it's one of those things where, like, if you invest time in it, mm-hmm. it pays you back. Yep. How many investment properties do you have? We have. We're actually under contract on something right Yay! now. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're we're in the. It's a commercial piece, so we're going back and forth about writing the property yep. purchase and sale agreement. Yes, the LOI. But, yes. Um, well, we got the signed LOI. Now we're doing the actual okay, just the that. actual meat of the contract. Okay. Um, we have our house, which has an apartment attached to it, and then we have a dadu, and it has an apartment over it. Oh wow! We live in Germantown, mm-hmm. so it's multi-use zoning. Yep. So we can have more than one unit on it. We have a cabin in Kingston Springs. Oh, fun! Yeah, we have a log cabin um, that we love. Is that a long-term rental or do you short-term rental? We short-term rent it because okay. we go out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it has an extra lot. We bought it in 2020 and mm-hmm. it has an extra lot. So one day we'll build another cabin on that. We have a rental property in East Nashville and we are going to develop that this coming year. We just cool. looked at some architectural plans. So we'll build two houses on that. And then we're, we're oh, my office. We own my office yeah, in Germantown. Right. Yeah. And then we're buying another commercial property in East Nashville. Very good, Wendy. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. It's really great. And it's nice. My husband is a great partner in that. And honestly, I would have conceptualized these things, but probably not acted on them. And he is the one who's really driven the, like, no, let's go do it. He's invested in real estate. He bought his first house, like, when he was 23. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. So, he's like, no, we can 
we can buy this. We can do that. We can do this. Then. I love when young people buy real estate. Mm-hmm. When they start yeah. that young, yeah, you're just too. like, man, I That's wish I had awesome. done that. I know. Mm-hmm. You might have. I, I was 27 or 28 yeah. when I bought my first house. Like you, I left the country when I was 24 yeah. and lived overseas for a couple of years before I even got serious about my real estate career. Yeah. So I started when I was 27 doing what we do today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wish I'd, well, I mean, hell, I was young enough. That, yeah, you that's know? young. <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah. yeah. So. And it's it's unfortunate now that, you know, first-time homebuyers and that that group, age group, that cohort, is really kind of getting pushed out For of sure. the market. So yeah. I would love to see, you know, if someone has that drive and that desire, I want to be there to help them do that. Absolutely. there's an increasing age on first-time homebuyers and a shrinking percentage. We're at the lowest percentage of first-time homebuyers that we've ever been at. And I think part of that is the institutional buyer who has just snagged up yep. thousands and thousands of properties here. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Just, well all over the country. Yeah, that's just that's just a problem. It is. It is a problem. Yeah. So that could be another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It, it for sure could be. So let's talk about 2023. Give us your. You have some good little talking points here. I like. Um. So 2023, like my predictions. Yeah. What I think about the market. Mm-hmm. Um. I think. Like you said, I think it's going to be more like a 2016, 2017. And because you, if you're listening to this and you don't think about real estate all day, every day, um, (laughs) it was a brisk market, but it was not like it was a frying pan. Yeah. Right. And so I think that that's what we're going to see. We're going to see a brisk market, but you're going to have, you know, you're not going to have 20 offers the first weekend. Yeah. Which was typical. This Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just love that. It's just going to be a much more normalization. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. To everything. And what is normal in real estate? You Thank know, you. like there's not a normal. Yeah. Well, that's what's normal. Yeah. Is that there's not a normal, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we were talking earlier too about people who get in the business, maybe just part time mm-hmm. or whatever, for a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. people get in the business. And it just takes a lot to keep up yeah. in today's market. Like when I started, our contracts were just two pages. Mm-hmm. So, and we didn't have all the supporting disclosures. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that changes. Yeah. All that will change in five days yeah. when mm-hmm. the new year starts and all the new forms come out and everything. So mm-hmm. you have to be on your toes to know what's going on. And just the volume of business that transacts yeah. in a month, it shifts the market. It shifts values. It shifts, it shifts all kinds of things. I mean, take a page from October of this year, mor- mortgage rates can shift <laughs> Shoot. for the past six months. Yeah. You know I mean, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, there's, there was probably a time when, it was a little bit more straightforward and a little bit easier, a little bit slower. But as everything gets more complicated and yeah. just life gets more complicated, it is hard to be just in it part time. Right. If you're not in the flow with real estate every day, it's difficult to be a great advisor. This is very yeah. true. And you've got to have a lot of confidence in your ability to mm-hmm. advise mm-hmm. without just throwing out a bunch of BS. Yes. I mean, you've got to be legit in yeah. how you're advising. Back it up with your resources. That's yes. right. Mm-hmm. A podcast that Heather and I did was on our favorite things in real estate. So what is your favorite thing about real estate? Oh gosh. What is it? Sorry, I'm throwing a ringer there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is tough. Yeah. Yeah. We said, what is your why? Uh-huh. So you're in real estate and you know, over the years, what has, what have you learned about yourself that keeps you going? What is your why? Oh, that's a great. So my why in real estate is that I'm effective at it. And if I were doing something that really had a big impact on my personal finances and the health of my family's finances. Mm -hmm. I would want somebody who knew what was going on Mm -hmm. and I could trust on the other side of that. And I am that person. 
So I take a lot of personal responsibility about that. I take a lot of pride in it that you can come to me and I'm going to, I'm not going to BS you. Yeah. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think and exactly what I know. If I don't know, I will be transparent about that Mm -hmm. and we can go get that answer for you. But you have the opportunity to really help someone do something well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for the one transaction that someone does, it can really have a huge impact like in the aggregate for what their personal financial situation will be when they need it. You Mm -hmm. know, say, you know, I mean, my parents are in their eighties, their late eighties. Like the fact that you need that personal financial stability in order to take care of you through the rest of your life, that starts, like you said, if you started when you were 23, then Mm -hmm. you'd be even further along. Mm -hmm. And I have the ability to help impact that. And I like that. That's a great answer. It's true. I love that. Yeah. And I think, and that goes back to being a full-time realtor, having confidence and continuing to educate yourself, grow yourself and be the resource. Mm -hmm. I mean, your marketing clearly shows that you are a resource of everything home, Mm -hmm. right? Like down to your TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) That was not the one I was hoping to be known for, but that's where Hey, 1.2 million views. I I would, I would take it, but you know what? Because a lot of people like I have a property management company also. So last Wednesday and Thursday, we're reaching out to all of our owners mm-hmm. and our tenants say, hey, guys, if you're leaving town or if you're not leaving town, this is what you need to do. Because in the past, homes we've managed, the people will leave and mm-hmm. they turn their heat off. Oh, you know, it's yeah. like, well, A, you never want to turn your heat off in the wintertime. People think they're saving energy. But yeah. when you turn that heat back on just to reheat your house, you've yeah. you've lost all your gains. Mm-hmm. So it, it becomes very, you know, use the word strategic and making sure people understand what has to happen in a market that doesn't typically get that cold for that long. Right. And so that's why that was such a cool. It was, I I write some really great nerdy posts that I enjoy with a lot of facts and figures. And so (laughs) maybe I'll I'll figure out how to make one of those like (laughs) as entertaining. (laughs) I just glazed over when you said that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Keep keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Nice coat. Yeah. Changes everything. Right. It's all about the outfit, but yours are authentic. I mean, yours are really, I, I'll watch some, I'm going, like you said, cringy. I'm like, Yee. yeah, and I'm not dancing. I'm never going to dance. Thank you. I don't yes. understand. I am never going to dance. I, yeah. I, people say never say never. I'm saying never. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I think, with you. <laughs> I think that's a strong statement and it's, I'm going to yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going to agree with that. So when you're not working, what do you like to do? Right now, we really like to bike. Um, we oh. bought some bikes and we put our son on the front of my husband's bike and we bike around the greenways and we bike to Publix. Uh-huh. I always tell him, not that he knows what I'm saying, but I'm like, this is a transformative experience, baby boy. Like not a lot of people get to ride their bike to the grocery store. Yeah. You know, like that's a big deal. <laughs> so we're riding our bikes a lot. Now. Awesome. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite stories of Amsterdam when I visited Amsterdam were a, the number of bicycles in that city. Mm-hmm. And the way they created places to put their children on the bicycle, mm-hmm. I had never seen that. Any, I'd been in Indonesia before, and I've seen a family of seven on one moped. Yeah, I mean that was typical. <laughs> but they had those little boxes on the front mm-hmm. of the wheel. A box feet. Mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. is that what that is? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, they're kids in a box on the yeah. bike. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so for your son, do y'all have a little box? Thing? We don't have a box feet. He just has this little. Um, it's a little like kind of half seat on the front of uh-huh. my husband's handlebars uh-huh. so he can see out. Yeah. If we were going to live in Amsterdam, we probably would have one of those because you can really get around and get all your stuff around. You get all your stuff in yeah. it too. Yeah. yeah. But in Amsterdam, you can have like one kid, like three kids on one bike with yeah. the, like the 
parent peddling. And it's, it's just so funny what they would never allow here in the United States. You yeah. know? Yeah. That's that's just funny. Well, I, I just, when you said bicycling, I immediately went to Amsterdam and then went to the baby in the box. Yeah. Box feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So, Wendy, what would be your top three takeaways you'd like to share to our listeners on being successful in real estate and in life? Okay. Yeah. These are big questions. I know. And there's not a wrong answer. That's yeah. the great thing about it. Um, I think that... Who you choose to spend your time with is probably the biggest move the needle on, on how your life goes. And I've had, you know, before I was married, I had the wonderful opportunity to to have a lot of good uh, mentors in real estate and just good people to, Mm -hmm. to be with and to get inspiration from. But I really love my husband. I love my partner in life. We do a lot of things together and that's our primary focus. And now that we have a son. Yeah. It's just, I didn't had no idea. So great. <laughs> yeah. He's so great. <laughs> That's wonderful. He's so sweet. So I think that, you know, having who you choose to spend your time with whoever that is, your friends or your colleagues. And that's the great thing about real estate. There's a bunch of us, but really it's not an adversarial business. It's a collaborative business. Mm-hmm. Yes. So most people, especially the people you want to be around want to collaborate with you. They want everybody to work together and it's a win-win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. look for a win-win. Yeah. I always say like intensity makes for a good story, but consistency, that's, that's where you're really going to be happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's where you really have, have done something that you can look back on. And I feel like in general, my philosophy is like, be consistent, be transparent, be valuable. Things yeah. will work out. Yep. Yeah. We did a podcast called Consistency is Key about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I guess it was. Yeah. And that's so true. I mean, to be successful in, in anything, you know, you just have to do consistently the work. Sometimes the work is boring, dull, but it gets you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nobody likes the part of the like renovation show where you're like, you know, scraping up the yeah. like <laughs> carpet. Like, yeah, for three staples. days straight. Yeah. Right. Like, I hate this. But you like the finished product. But that's that's all we, part of it. It's like talking to our investors. We always say, you know, there's only two great days in an investor's life. The day you buy and the day you sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything in between is hard and yeah. frustrating and blah. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, those are the, really the key things. And I would say this past year, I added two people to my real estate team. Mm-hmm. And teams were never a thing for the you know when i got into real estate it really wasn't yeah i think and then all of a sudden everybody had one and i really pushed back on that for a while it's like no i'm I'm fine but i have found that it's better to work with other people mm-hmm. and to share that load and to bring in other perspectives and to have that kind of again collaboration yeah it just helps wonderful yeah, wonderful. yeah. do you find yourself working with more sellers than buyers or is it 50 50 i look every year i attract my business very deliberately every right. year i know down to like how many single men how many single women how many married couples right how many investors and it's about half and half every year buyers yeah. and sellers mm-hmm. yeah which very is cool. nice you really need to see both sides of it yeah yeah to prepare a listing you need to know what people mm-hmm. you need to walk in some houses yep. with people and, and i love that you track everything i'm that's I what am. i'm working on this week is i'm just re you know, getting all my data points together from 2022. And it's just fun. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. You know, that's how that came about. Because yeah. some clients, you were like, I know that was a referral. Who referred that to me? And then you're like, oh, it makes you think of that other person, yeah. too. Well, one of the things that I'm, I'll give you mine that I did this year. But one thing I always track is like how many transactions happen in a month. Mm-hmm. every yeah. year. And so 2020 and 2021 were complete anomalies, mm-hmm. right? Like, you would have as many in December as you had in June. And yeah. like, it just was all over the board. But in real estate, something you can generally count on is that most things close, like the biggest number of closings will be in May, June, and July, mm-hmm. which means they went under contract 
30 days before. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of count on that. The fewest number of closings always happen in January, February, and November. See, it's weird because mine are opposite. January and February are strong for me. That's crazy. And May, July, August, yeah, dead. Yeah. But And that's Nashville. I mean, everyone's yeah. on vacation. Mm-hmm. Kid, you know, we go back to school so early here. Mm-hmm. But my first quarter is always off the charts. Really? Yeah. That I, is interesting. I don't know I, why. I, I think maybe I just never take my foot off the gas in December. Yeah. November, December. And a lot of times people mentally are like, oh, it's holidays. I've got... And they have to slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have a family or stuff. And yeah. I'm, I don't have children, so it's a different dynamic for me. Yeah. But um, the majority of people, though, you're right. It's all May, June, July. Although every... Like like you said, August is dead for everybody. Yeah. I yeah. think we all think we're unemployed in yeah. August. <laughs> like, oh, my, my first 10 years, <laughs> yeah. I think I cried. It's yeah. over. The party's <laughs> over. It's like, oh, hello, September. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Hello, yeah. post-Labor Day. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. Like, nobody, everybody's on vacation in July and right. August, and then it's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's what it is. <laughs> well, Wendy, right. you are a true ray of sunshine and oh, breath yes, of fresh yeah. air, and I am so happy that you came on our show. We love, like Heather said, we love watching your marketing, yes. love what you're doing for the industry. I mean, you elevate the level of professionalism and fun in the mm-hmm. industry. And I, it's just so clear why you have such a successful business. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say like, it is a giant compliment to be asked to be on this podcast. I have an incredible amount of respect for you. I think that you're just a paragon of what our industry should be, especially in Nashville. And it Aww. is your credit to our profession. And I really appreciate you. And personally, I remember that you took time out of your day when I was moving to Amsterdam to take me to lunch and tell me about your friend, Lenica, who yeah. lived there. And she was, you know, I, I moved there without really knowing anybody. And she was somebody that I spent time with. And that was a big deal to me. And I'll never forget. Oh, that. thank you. Mm. Well, Lenica's in the United States. We're getting together Thursday. <gasps> she yeah. Yeah. Thursday. I, said, I sure will. She'll Does be she tickled leave to... baby back in her, her, her bird? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She leaves baby. She's yeah. got this giant, it's a white bird. A cockatoo, I don't, I don't maybe. Remember. Yeah, I don't know. But this bird's like thirty years old yeah. now. Yeah, oh, because wow. bird, bird will live yeah. forever. Forever. <laughs> forever. Yeah. yeah, that family's always had birds. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she leaves it in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I'm assuming. I'm assuming because it yeah. would freeze to death on a plane. <laughs> well, heck, I mean, yeah. the way support animals are now, you yeah. can't yeah. bring a bird yeah. support animal. You probably could. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. She had a beautiful place in this little garden, and we yeah. sat there and had wine. Oh, wonderful. Oh, Yay. Yeah. Well, she has me addicted to waffles because she always brings homemade waffles home. These little Dutch cookies that are just... They have this caramel in the middle. Yeah. It's like these two wafers mm-hmm. with caramel in the middle. Super thin. They're just so yummy. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, thank Wendy. You. And everybody, thank you for tuning in today. It's a great show. If you have any questions that y'all want us to go over at any time, email us, podcast at wilsongrouprealestate.com. Have a great day. Recognized as a nationally ranked top 150 accounting firm, Alexander Thompson Arnold CPAs serves Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Mississippi by providing accounting, tax, and consulting services for clients ranging from small to medium-sized businesses. ATA offers several services other than traditional accounting to the Nashville area, such as technology solutions, litigation support, business valuations, marketing strategies, HR consulting, retirement plans, and third-party administration. Contact ATA partner David Hart by calling 615-662-2727 or visit them online at atacpa.net. Hey, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button on your podcast app. This will ensure you won't miss a single episode. Until next time.